You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hey friends, it's our second episode of our new Love Is series, and I hope that you've gotten your workbook to follow along each week. Here's a snippet of an email I received from Shannon, a faithful podcast listener and life coach. She says, Dana, I brought a copy of your workbook, Love Is, to go through together with my husband. I love the colors, the short messages, and especially the affirmations and prayers you include. TBH, which means, to be honest, for those of you who are pre-millennials. She says, TBH, this is an area I struggle with even as a coach. My husband and I have been challenged to include prayer each morning in our marriage, and this workbook is helping with that. Thanks for all you do. With love, Shannon. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for that email. I am so grateful that you purchased the workbook and that you guys are going through it and finding it helpful. Y'all, I put a lot of effort and energy and love into this workbook. I'm super proud of it. It is beautiful. You guys, have it, just buy it for the colors alone. Like I, <laughs> I'm such a happy, like optimistic, colorful person. And so I just love how it turned out. I know that this workbook is really going to help you to put what we are talking about over these next several episodes into practice. If you guys know me, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, if you've done any coaching with me at all, you know that I am all about that practical help. I am all about inspiring you, but I also want to give you impactful tools to take home to actually put this stuff into practice. So if you haven't already gotten your workbook, what are you waiting for? Get your copy today at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash love is. Well, friends, I hope that you're feeling the love because today we are discussing love is patient and patience is not passive. Friends, today I have the privilege of introducing you to my friends, Jay and Ginger Simpson. Jay and Ginger are the co-founding pastors of Relevant Church here in Virginia Beach. They've been married for three years and they have a beautiful blended family. Their whirlwind romance has inspired many and Ginger especially has shared so much of their love story on social media through her thriving women's ministry, The Restored Woman. But the path to where they are today was anything but straight. There were bumps, hurdles, and pit stops along their way. Through it all, Jay had to learn to be patient. What he didn't know was that while he was waiting, God was working. Jay and Ginger took us to church today. All I'll say, guys, is that if you are waiting on God to do something in your life, their story is sure to empower your faith. Friends, let's welcome our guests to the podcast today, Jay and Ginger Simpson. Jay and Ginger, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you guys here. I have wanted you guys on this podcast for so long, and so I'm so grateful um, that that you're here today. Thank you, Thank for, you having for having us, us. Dana. We yes. appreciate it. Well, Ginger, you and I go way back, like way back. <laughs> and I I love your story. You know, I've seen you guys' story. At first, it was from afar. And then, of course, Ginger and I, we've had conversations about love and marriage. And I know that y'all are super passionate about marriage as well. So I just want to tell people today, you guys, you co-lead a church together. It's a thriving, active church, a growing church, and you've got an amazing marriage and you're a blended family and all of that is great. But I want us to kind of take a step backwards because it wasn't always this way. 
obviously. And so just tell us a little bit about your love story. How did you guys meet? Ginger, I know you were a single mom for a a while. So just kind of take us and give us a little peek into like back in the day when you guys first met. She can go first, Dana, as long (laughs) as she admit she stalked me. Now go ahead. Okay. No, that's not true. I was like, I haven't heard that part. That's not true. You know, I think, you know, my husband always says that he knew of me in middle school and I don't remember that, but we actually connected on social media. And um, because of my past marriage, I have a heart for the food bank because Dana, you know my story. I was left basically with nothing. Um, And so I would always have to go to the food bank to get, you know, food for my children. A lot of people didn't realize that during the time. And so when I became a realtor, I became a single mom of three. I became a realtor and I opened up my job site and hosted a food bank and posted it all on social media. And that is when he took his opportunity to come and bring a couple cans of beans Uh, But then he also came in with a vase of roses and kind of just started his intention right there on the spot. And I was like, hi, okay. Um, You know, but to be honest, and I'm sure he'll jump in, you know, at that time, Dana, I was so focused on God. Um, I had a nine and a half year single abstinent journey. Um, I was very dedicated to just hearing what the Lord had to say to me and focus on ministry, building a ministry that he he had given me from that dark place. Um, And so when he came along, I wasn't really ready, to be quite honest. I wasn't ready, Um, but he pursued. He was consistent. He was patient. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, here we are today. But, you know, you may have a different. No, that's about right. Uh, I just on social media. I did remember her from, you know, middle school. We didn't go to the same middle school, but I had a cousin that went to her middle school and some friends that went there. So I just remember casually seeing her, never met her in in junior high, middle school, whatever it was called then. But when I saw her on Facebook at the time uh, uh, doing her food drive uh, push, I said, wow, this is a perfect opportunity for me to grab some beans that I don't eat out of the cabinet. And uh, that's what I did. I grabbed the beans. I saw the address on Facebook and uh, I I walked in there with the beans, but I had some roses in the car as well. But I wanted to see how the beans went first to see if I can get any kind of reaction out of her. It was kind of a mixed mixed reaction because I caught at the wrong time. She was writing a contract, but I gave her the beans, saw a small, small, hey, smile. And I went back to the car and gave her some roses and then that's kind of how that's it, how we began. <laughs> that was October, October sixteenth, twenty sixteen. Wow, that's impressive. Sunday, Sunday, October sixteenth, twenty sixteen. Yeah. All right. So, so twenty sixteen. Here we are in twenty twenty two. So six years ago. Yeah. You mentioned you were not really at a place where you were really wanting a relationship or maybe ready for a relationship at that time. So tell us a little bit about, okay, so you start dating, things get serious, you get engaged, and then what happens? Uh, what happened was I broke off the engagement a couple of times, to be quite, to, to be quite honest with you. Um, I had a lot of fear. Um, that I didn't know I was, that I was still operating in. And I also had the spirit of abandonment, um, that Holy Spirit had to show me one day. He literally said, he is not them. 
Um, you know, I, again, my ex-husband walked out, just walked out. I never knew my biological dad. And in two seconds, God splashed, you know, those images upon me and was like, he's not them. Um, and so I had to come to this place of peace and say, God, this is your will. And once, once I got that in my spirit, Dana, we were married literally like 60 days later. Hey friends, Dana Shea here breaking into the episode real quick just to let you know about an incredible resource that I am super excited to let you all know about as we journey over the next several weeks on this whole topic of what love is. I have created an interactive workbook just for you or you and your boo to download and go through every single week with us on the podcast. So every week we are going to tackle a specific theme. What does it mean for love not to be jealous or to not hold records of wrongs? Friends, this workbook is going to help you to grow deeper in your relationships. It's going to help you to put into action how to love. That's right. Every week you will be writing out actions that you need to release and actions that you need to increase. This workbook consists of scripture, affirmations, meditations, and practical how-tos. So be sure to download your copy today at realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. Again, that's realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. And why not go ahead and grab a copy for you and someone you love to? Hurry and grab your copy at realrelationshiptalk.com slash love is. All right, back to our show. Now, Jay, what was it like for you on the other side of, you know, you've proposed a ginger, you're like, okay, this is a thing, we're doing this, and then the engagement breaks off. And then it's like, okay, let's try again, and then the engagement breaks off. And, you know, this is really why I wanted y'all here, because the whole love is patient thing. Like, you could have been like... I don't have time for this. I'm out. And it was very public. I just want to say. Yeah. Our engagement was very public. Uh Our courtship. We were doing videos was very public. And then it was off. So go ahead. And and then nobody saw me anymore all of a sudden. Yeah. So. (laughs) I blocked him. Yeah. Oh, she actually blocked me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was challenging. I, I, I must admit it was very challenging. Um, I may have made it look easier than what it was, but it was challenging. At times, it got me in my flesh, um, and then I would snap out of it and pursue. But the the main thing is, I was kind of just standing on what I believed. I didn't know anything about the abandonment thing like that. I didn't. I didn't discern. I didn't pick that up. She didn't tell me that to after hindsight. But I just believe that if. Uh, we made it to the engagement. She said, yes, I can believe God for that ring riding around driving Uber and believe God for a ring like that. That had to be God. God, you know, it's by your grace. You allowed me to pursue her. You allowed me to court her and date her and uh, set the introduction up. So I just stood on, I just stood on what I believe. That's pretty much what I believe. Faith is acting on what you believe. So I just pretty much tried to stand on days of contradiction when it didn't look right, when it wasn't saying right, when I didn't couldn't find her, couldn't see her on Facebook, I just tried to believe that, you know, I just believe that this is my wife. So, you know, I have a saying, if you have to wait a long time, you won't have to. Mm. If you, I mean, you know, if you decide that you don't mind waiting a long time, then you don't have to. And that's kind of what I preach to everybody else. 
So now I have to preach it to myself. And then, um, of course, the scripture says, you know this, but the scripture says, uh, says you have need of faith and patience. Come on. So to me, I know we're going to talk about patience in a moment, but patience is the partner of faith because the Bible says you have need of faith and patience. And after you have done the will of God, then you will receive the promise. And that's what people miss it at. You got to put on, you walk by faith, you put on patience, and while you're waiting, you're doing the will of God, and then you receive the promise. So in a nutshell, all the days, that's easier said than done. All the days were glorious, and, <laughs> but in a nutshell, that's what, I still know what I believe. I believe Ginger was my wife. Yeah. You know, one of the things I found out after the fact, Dana, was that he would carry my engagement ring in his pocket. You yeah. know, and just never, not always pulling it out or I never even knew, yeah. but he would have that ring in his pocket, just standing and believing God, you said this was my, my wife and I'm just, my actions are just going to line up. Just going to line up. And like I said, I mentioned driving Uber because, you know, rings cost money. I didn't get her an inexpensive ring. I got her what I believe she deserved and what I could believe for. So when I believed to get that ring and nothing but God, I give him all the glory. So I got that ring. She says yes. In that public arena. And I don't know what had transpired, what had happened by her saying it's off. And then when I said I got it in the flesh, so now I'm upset. Put the ring on the porch. Put my ring on the porch. If you ain't going to wear it, if you ain't going to wear this ring, the ring wasn't designed to be on a dresser. It wasn't designed to be, it was designed to be on your finger. So I was like, put it on the porch. She throws, she puts the, she puts the ring on the porch. And that's how I got the ring back. I want you to put this, this bring up the speed. That's how I got the ring back right. in my possession. But I didn't go to a pawn shop. I didn't try to get my money back. Right. I still believe I put that ring in my pocket. And so pockets when she would let me see her or whatever, I would be around her and the ring right in my pocket the whole time. Mm. Still believing this is my wife. Yeah. Not engaged, no titles connected, but this is my wife. And still believing. You know, Jay, you said when you were waiting, you were like, it was, I would get in the flesh. And I think that's real, right? Like so many of us, whether it's someone who's listening and they're waiting for the restoration of a marriage or they're waiting for a prodigal child or family member to come back. Like it is, it is, like you said, it's easier said than done. So what did that look like for you getting in the flesh? What did that look like? Oh my God. Just, uh, you know, one of the things was telling her to put the ring on the porch. Mm -hmm. That was flesh. That God wasn't in there. I can't say, I can't say and say, God told me to tell you to put the ring on the porch. No, put the ring on the porch because I'm mad. Uh, because now I'm bitter. Now um, I'm embarrassed. And embarrassment is a choice, but I'm embarrassed. Uh, so, you know, so put the ring on the porch. You tried to date somebody else. Uh oh, let's talk about it now. Come on, come on. No, I said it's a back connection. Can you hear me? You still there? You still there? You can yeah, yeah, yeah. Really just clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, um, you know. You tried. Making my, now, I, I can like I'm available to, to be dated or to date somebody else. That's, again, that's flesh. And that contradict what I said I believe. Mm. And, you know, you, you all are women. You know how men try to flip a switch so fast all of a sudden but to me if i can be transparent that was a phony switch i was just doing that because i was mad so here i am getting ready to hurt somebody else's feelings because i didn't want to be with that young lady but here i am getting ready to jeopardize somebody else's emotions and she jeopardize somebody yeah up? she did because she even she saw the she saw the engagement she saw how happy i am and who i was pursuing so she wants to know what do you want with me 
you know, when you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Flesh. So that's what <laughs> so that's what uh getting in the flesh looked like. Just uh and then, you know, I believe when you're in faith, you're supposed to keep your 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 confession, your mouth lined up. So there were many days where now with death and life being in the power of the tongue, I'm not saying the same thing I once was saying at first. And um in that same scripture I quoted earlier. He says, do not waver with your confession. Don't don't waver. But I was wavering. I was going back and forth. So that's to me, that's what, you know, flesh meaning my own. I started embracing my own way of thinking, my own attitude, my own mood swings. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's so good, Jay. So how do how would you recommend how would you advise a couple who maybe again, they're going through a situation in their marriage and it looks hopeless and things don't look like they're changing. How can someone stay in faith and not waver? Yeah, you have to, I think you really have to, uh, you know, one thing I, I'm known for teaching is faith. So this is kind of my vein. But so when I say patience is the partner of faith, I have a whole entire lesson on that. Because most people say they're in faith, but they don't understand that faith is a process and the results are progressive. Now, God can do a miracle if he chooses to. But the Bible says miracles happen as the spirit wills. So I can't predict the miracle. But I can predict, if I stay consistent, the outcome of my faith. So, so, so faith is a progressive and the results are progressive. And so what I had to do is I had to study patience. So when you look up patience in the Bible, especially in the Amplified Bible, it's words like steadfastness. Mm -hmm. It's words like endurance. So I kind of adopted a, a definition of patience. And it's simple. It's just the divine ability coupled with grace to be able to outlast days of contradiction until you receive the promise. Mm. So whenever a person says they're putting on patience, what you're saying is I'm putting on God's ability. That's right. Coupled with his grace, his grace is sufficient. Coupled with his grace to outlast days of contradiction. Days of contradiction. She gave me the ring back. Days of contradiction. The rings on the porch. Days of contradiction. I'm blocked on Facebook. Days of contradiction. I'm trying to date somebody else. But I had to put on patience and to, to to be able to hang in there because this is not magic. You know, God ain't a genie. So, and but one thing I learned about God, if he's giving you a word that's logos or rhema, the word I had was rhema. This is your wife. That's a rhema word. It's him directly to my spirit. Then I release my faith for that word. But I got to know that Satan is going to challenge that word. Right. Circumstances are going to challenge that word. Situations are going to challenge that word. And so that's why we're called as believers to fight the good fight of faith. So I recommend anybody who is waiting on something, believe in God for a promise. You just have to remember that God is faithful. And if, if, if you telling us that he said it, then heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall not return void. Now, we can't predict when. That's the key. We don't. We can't say, you know, sometimes unless it's prophetic and God has given you specific details. Absolutely. But for the most part, some stuff you got to do not knowing, yeah. you know, not knowing. He told he told him move the tomb from, uh, from Lazarus, but they didn't know how he was going to raise him from the dead. But so you got to go into stuff not knowing. Mm -hmm. You trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Believe God for the results. Believe God for the results. So that's kind of what I would, to answer your question, that's kind of what well, what I would suggest. But you got to be in faith. And the only way to be in faith is to be in the word. Yes, yes. You, you know, you got to be in the word. And, and last thing, and also, you know, the Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. I was just thinking that, literally. And so, 
you know, I know there's there's a thing with the circles, check your circle, watch your circle. Well, that's what I had to do. Yes. I had one, I had one person, once I dumped on him all my issues, all my problems, my challenges, my flesh, my, my good days, trying to call myself telling on G, you know, G, what she doing, what she ain't doing. But one thing he kept doing was pointing me back to the word. He kept pointing me back. But so can you imagine, Dana, if he wasn't in the word himself? He would have had me all over oh, the yeah. place. But every time I talked to him, he would hear me. He let me vent. But then he'll say, well, how about, what, you know, what about the word? What do you, I thought you would believe in this. You know, let's pray. Come on, let's get together and pray. Ginger hears from God. Let's believe God's going to touch your heart. And then she'll hear from, you know, she'll hear from God. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Now, Ginger, as he's going through all of this in his mind, he's talking to his friend. He's trying to stay in faith. He's fighting the flesh. I mean, this man is in a battle. What are you doing during this time? Like, are you also like struggling against, you know, I believe, but I'm not sure. Like what's happening in you? Yeah, I was in my own battle. I mean, I was in a battle of one. I did not want to hurt someone who had been so good to me. And, And I think, you know, it would be one thing, Dana, if if he did something tragic to me and we ended it. No, he he was good to me. But I felt a pause, you know, I I did not feel good about going forward. And so I had to be true to myself in that space. And I really and I actually thank God for it, because if I would have moved forward um, with that spirit of rejection and abandonment and all of those things, I don't know if we would be married right now. I really don't. Um, and so what I was going through was, God, I don't want to hurt. I actually tried to be his friend. I tried to say we can be brothers and sisters and in Christ. Those were her exact words. Jay's like, I don't want that. I don't want to be no brother and sister. He ain't want that, Dana. He ain't want that. But, you know, I'm telling you, one thing that kept me was the word and my purpose. And so I had something to pour into. I had, you know, the women's group to pour into. Um, I had accountability to pour into, but all that time, God was restoring me. You know, even through that, that time of distance and space, I have a relationship enough with Holy Spirit I knew he was doing something. I didn't really think he was going to be gone forever. You know, I just was like, it just doesn't make sense, God. It just doesn't make sense. But I had to learn how to kind of take my hands off of it and wait for God. And again, nine and a half years waiting for a husband, nine and a half years waiting for sex, if I could just be quite frankly, you know, frank with you. Now, I know how to wait. I know how to wait. And so I just, again, just stayed in the word and let Holy Spirit, you know, it's the first time I heard you say that, that with Mont saying, Ginger hears from God. And oh, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And that and that prayer came true. And so, yeah. you know, it wasn't easy, Dana, but I wasn't out there trying to date anybody else either. I wasn't like going around like, oh, you know, I was quiet about it. And I just was purposeful and just doing what God called me to do. That's so good. You know, we can't talk about patience without talking about waiting, which is why we're kind of honing in on this. 
And I think a lot of times when people are waiting, self-included, it's so hard because you don't know what's going on. Jay, you didn't know all the things that was going on with Ginger and what she was processing and the abandonment and the rejection and all of that stuff that Holy Spirit is dealing with her. And, you know, I think in the book of Daniel, um, when Daniel prays his prayer, right? And then the angel comes to him and he's like, we heard you on the first day. God heard you on the first day, but it took 21 days for me to get here, right? And he's talking about, I was in the struggle. He was in spiritual warfare. He was in a struggle. And I think if we lose sight of that, so many of us, we pray things and we expect God to just answer us immediately. And when he doesn't, then we start to feel like we're unloved or what have I done wrong? And, And as Ginger said, you didn't do anything wrong, Jay. It wasn't even about you. It was about what God needed to do in her. And so I'm just reminded of whatever it is that we are standing in need of, whatever it is that we're waiting for God, like we don't have all the puzzle pieces, but if we can take our eyes off of the goal or that thing it is, whatever that thing is that we want, and we can keep our eyes on God, I know that you are for me. I know that your plans for me are better than the plans that I have for myself. And so I'm just going to choose to wait. I'm just going to choose to trust you even when I don't see what's Mm -hmm. how this is all going to work out well i mean when you were talking dana i thought of the scripture don't grow weary in well-doing because in due time you know the harvest is going to come and i think that's the thing it's the impatience the what ifs like that what if the what ifs in our mind takes us down a path that we don't need to go down but all of those little things that is the things that you know satan himself sets up against us you know, to make us grow weary. And then we take things into our own hands. Like my husband tried to do by dating somebody else, you know, but that's okay. We take things into our own hands and we mess up God's plan. Yeah. Or we set ourselves back, you know? So the key, I think with patience and waiting is like, I am not going to grow weary. I'm not going to grow weary. I know you have a plan for me, God. I know. And I and I am speaking to the people who are, you know, maybe waiting for their husband or their wife to come home or their prodigal child to come home. All Satan wants to do is make you grow weary. Mm. And, you know, and something you teach all the time is I'm reminded when Jesus was like, Peter, he, Satan's come to sift you like wheat, but I pray that your faith fails not, you know? And so that's the key. The key, like you kept saying is patience and faith go together. Yes, they go together. They go together. We pray that your faith fails not. Mm -hmm. And I I would challenge anybody watching this, uh, uh, again, because I've done a study on the word patience and wait, but when you look at the word patience, especially in the Amplified Bible and the Amplified Classic, starting with the Gospels, going all the way up until maybe James, the book of James. When you look that word patience up, you will be surprised. It's not a sit back and do nothing. It's actually doing more. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an aggressive steadfastness. It's an endurance. It's a refusing to buckle. And then when you couple that with, like, because we associate patience with waiting, well, that word wait really it points you to serving like a waiter. And so what anybody should be doing in the process of waiting is throwing yourself into serving more, not just sitting around doing nothing. Because when you sit around and do nothing, that's when all the what ifs and the why God and how long God. But if you just consume yourself and throw yourself into serving God, your local church, 
serving, serving in your gift, walking in your purpose. I promise you the weight won't seem like the weight. That's yeah. so good. The weight, because you'll be serving. Yes. And, and then, and then the overflow, you know, because the, the last thing you want to do is wait like that. And this didn't happen to us, but somebody like your future wife or future husband hears from God. Cause like I said, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes comes back and says, okay, I'm ready. But now because you didn't wait properly, you're bitter now. Mm. Now you're mad. Now you're upset. Oh, now you want to get married. Oh, now, you know, oh, now, you know, and I've seen that happen in people's lives too, but now they're bitter. But like you just said so uh, eloquently, we don't know what's, I didn't know what was going on behind the scene. Mm-hmm. And so even when you're in, when you're in faith and you don't see the results right away, you can never forget, like the Bible talks about how the word works in a situation. It says first the blade, That's right. then the ear, yeah. then the full corn in the ear. And after he's gathered all, immediately he puts it in the sickle. But my point is the faith process, the way the word goes into the ground and begins to produce the seed is first the blade. So like, I didn't want, I, I thought I did, but I didn't want the blade mm. because the blade would have been abandonment. The blade would have been rejection. I needed that to be fully developed. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. And so thank God for that, that I was able to, not even willingly, but thank God that that's what was going on behind the scene. And then when she does say, you know what, let's try this again, or let's go ahead and get married now, there was no bitterness on my part. Yes, that's so good. You know, I say all the time, patience is not passive. And that's exactly right. what you're saying. Right. There, exactly. there is work for us to do in the waiting. Yes. It is not just, you know, I'm going to just sit back and cross my arms and just kind of wait oh. for God to drop the miracle. And faith without works is dead. So even faith, Absolutely. you know, there's a work component that is involved in that. And um, Absolutely. yeah, you, you know, you guys, I know that that wasn't just like, you know, so now you're married and you waited, you got the prize. And I know that God's not like, okay, they learned patience, check, let's move on to the next thing. (laughs) I know that there have been other things. I mean, even just looking at how your church has grown. And the thing that's so inspiring about both of you is, um, and I think I told you this, Ginger, last time we had coffee or lunch or whatever we were doing together, Mm -hmm. you know, is that like, I, I know what relevant church was before it was, before it was a thing. And then God moved you guys to the storefront. And Jay, just to hear you continue to speak about where God is taking you. And I think we can't lose sight of that, that even if what we have now is good, there's still more that God wants to release to us. And that, of course, will continue to take patience. So as you're kind of going up into these new levels in your faith and going up into these new territories with the Lord, it's going to take more patience. It's going to take more faith. It's going to take more trust. And again, kind of relating this to someone who's married. Um, I was just on a, on a coaching call with someone who'd been married for over 30 years and and feeling like, okay, I'm starting over again, you know, with some of these foundational principles here. So mm-hmm. how have you seen patients operating in your lives today? Woof. Yeah, well, <laughs> first of all, we're totally different people. And I think, I don't know what you were going to say, but as soon as you said that, I think that we have worked on being patient with the other person and just who we are and us merging together as one. Like, I think everybody thinks we're married now. We're one. It's just hunky dory. I don't know where that word came from, but it's (laughs) hunky dory, you know? And I think, you know, I'm reminded when you were talking, like 
this is a fruit of the spirit. This is a fruit of the spirit, G. This is the fruit of the spirit. We are truly, I think, Holy Spirit led. And let me just say, we have a phenomenal marriage, but we've had some heavy hits in our relationship that we had to pull patience. We had to pull love. We had to pull those things in. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, even building a church, like just our communication dynamic, visions coming together, um, you know, learning how to submit to, to my husband after being single for so long. He's patient with me, Dana, mm-hmm. because I've been a single mom so long. So I was like, wait, you want me to listen to you? Mm-hmm. Hold up. That's you real. Know, there, was a, there was a place of patience. But what were you going to say? Dana? Oh, no, this, no, that's, that's good. I was going to say, Dana, when you asked that question about learning that in the engagement, now we're married in the ministry. This is what I tell people. The same faith and patience it it, it it requires to believe for the Come piece on. of bread is the same faith and patience it requires to believe for the loaf of bread. Mm. So the same way. So it just, it just, you just shifts, you just shift it over. Now that you say you've learned it. Okay. You just shift it over into this, another area. Right. And then you start little by little, you know, the way God increases you based on scripture is little by little. And, um, because really most people can't handle, uh, we believe in miracles. We sure know I, I'm ready for God to do one right now, but a lot of times the way God does things is progressively. So the same way he progressively got G and I together has been this pr- same way he's progressively begin to grow this church. And, uh, it's the same faith that it requires and patience that it requires for the, the piece of bread It's the same for the loaf. So some of the same lessons, Different scenario, but some of the same lessons doing the courting, dating, engagement, now marriage, is some of the same lessons that we're repeating. We're applying, we're yeah. applying now. Yeah. But now with a lot more wisdom now, too. Mm-hmm. Because now if there's a delay, we can say, okay, okay, something going on behind the scenes. It's good. For one, we know God ain't changed his mind. Mm-hmm. We, we know God is faithful to his word. So something must be going on behind the scene. So now it's easier now to put on patience because we had the example before. Who was that? Ty Tribbett. If he did it before, you know, he's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just a matter of now, because once you know the character, I think the biggest That's frustration so in a lot of marriages, ministries, business owners, the biggest, a lot of the biggest frustration for believers is when you don't know so how, the order of God, God or the character of God. Yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, we say stuff like God is mysterious. No, he's not no, mysterious. He's not. His ways are different, mm-hmm. absolutely. But he's wrote a book, 66 books, and he's told us what he's going to do That's right. in, the, in the past, present, and the future. Now, are those ways way different from my ways? Yes. But if we just learn the character of God, of, of God knowing that he has never left me, know where he forsake me, knowing he said I can ask and I can have what I say. So if I just know his character... It's easier now to put on patience. It helps you endure. It helps me endure. You're like, I, you know, I know her character. She knows my character. So it's easier for me to dwell with her because I just know there's certain things she's going to do. Yeah. I know there's certain things she's not going to do. So how much more should we be towards God? Yes. So that's how we look at it. That's how I look at it in ministry. That's how I look at it in marriage now. Any challenges that we face. The same way we've overcome the other ones, we can overcome these ones right here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. I love that. It's like God puts you through preschool 
with the engagement yeah. thing, right? And now he's like, yeah. okay, now you're like, okay, I love that you said, so we've already, we already know how to wait. We already know what this looks like. So yeah, guys, thank absolutely. you so much. This has been such an incredible conversation. I know everyone who knows you is just that your story just continues to inspire. I love to see people step out in faith when nothing is Ooh. there. And then when you get yeah. to see the fulfillment of it, you're like, literally, yeah. <laughs> literally oh, nothing was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been such a pleasure having you. Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you you for having us. I think they're so awesome. I'm so happy for all God is doing in and through Ginger and Jay and their ministry. And hey, if you're in the Virginia Beach area and you're looking for a great church to plug into, check out Relevant Church. Well, friends, as we wrap up today, I want to reiterate a point that Jay made. He said, patience requires faith. You know, I don't always end in prayer, but I am just feeling especially led today to pray over those of you who are doing more worrying than waiting. Those of you who are trying to be patient, but you're really struggling. So I would love this opportunity right now to just lift you up. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much, God, for drawing these listeners here to this episode today. God, we know that you don't do anything by accident. Maybe someone shared this podcast with them and they're just thinking, what is this? I've never listened to a podcast. Or Lord, maybe you have them here regularly as a regular listener, but something was said today on the show that has ignited their faith, that has maybe re-energized them, given them a, a new vision or newfound hope that you are in the waiting. God, I thank you that we do not wait alone and we do not wait as those who do not have hope. God, I thank you that there is always hope. There is always hope with you. And I pray today, God, that you would restore their trust in you, not in the circumstance, not in the situation, not in what they are hoping for, but that you would restore their trust in you. You are such a good, good father who gives good gifts to his children. And so, God, as we wait As we learn to be patient, I pray that we would fall more and more in love with you and that we would exude that love in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for being with us today. Be sure to get your workbook at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash love is. I would love for you to go through the workbook with us every week. There are really great practical tips like Shannon said in our intro, great meditations, affirmations, prayers, discussion questions. It is all there for you in the workbook. So again, you can get your copy at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash love is. And of course, you can always find the show notes for today's episode at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 110. Remember, friends, a good relationship isn't one that works. It's one where you put in the work. Let's get to work. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting and he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. 
If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.